Praise the Lord. This is Prophetess Pamela Witcher, Agape Deliverance Ministry Headquarters. To the God be the glory. I decree and declare to you around the nations that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. My scripture text is John 15, 13. No greater love than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. My goal is to bring a world back to Elohim. Bring a world back to God. To see the demonstration and establishment of God's kingdom on earth in Jesus name and it is so brothers and sisters I'm not sure how long <clears throat> I think um maybe like the spring of this year that this podcast has been on and it's prophetic uh podcast I'm a prophet to the nations I was sent by God to warn his people repent ye for the kingdom of God is at hand I have a John the Baptist ministry uh, since God called me back in, um, I want to say, uh, 97, around 97, that's the, um, that's the type of ministry that God has given me. That's my um, mandate. So I'm coming to you as a prophet around the nations today to warn you, to instruct you, encourage you as the Lord God and Lord Jesus Christ give it to me. His name is Elohim. He's a mighty God. There's many gods, brothers and sisters, out here in the earth today, but everybody... Um, um everybody that says god does not is not worshiping the same true and living god that we're talking about um elohim that's his name in hebrew so be careful what you agree to or who you agree to what god you agree to ask ask your brother and your sister what's the name of your god because our god elohim he has a name he told me that it was probably been over a decade or more if not two decades it's been a while since god told me uh, warned me about this situation that was coming up in the last days because people are serving many gods. So I'm he on here today to read to you um, the word of God um, in Psalm 78. It says, Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us, we will not hide them from their children, showing to the generations to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wondrous works that he have done. For he have established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that there should make them known to their children, Listen, mothers and fathers, listen, parents, we are to make the laws and the commandments known to our children. This is one of the reasons why our children have gone astray. You are responsible and accountable, uh, mothers and fathers, for your, for your children today. God will hold you accountable. He sit high, he look low, he see everything that's going on, and he's writing it down, it's being recorded. As I'm speaking today, everything is being recorded by the angels that... um. The Lord has appointed and put in place to do so. So, um, brothers and sisters, the word of God says, mothers and fathers, to um, raise your children to, in the ammunition of the Lord. So if they do depart, they can come back because the word of God will be in them. They will be covered in the blood of Jesus. They will be able to stand this last evil day. God will protect them. Okay, if they're not, brothers and sisters, therefore the devil, I want you to, to share this podcast. The devil knows that the children have not been raised. He knows which ones do not know or call on the Lord Jesus Christ. He knows the ones that's not under the blood because we all 
starting as children, we have a choice, listen, to serve Jesus Christ, to give our hearts to Jesus Christ as a child, brothers and sisters. So therefore, that's why mothers and fathers, you are responsible today. You are responsible for your children and raise them in the ammunition, the word of God. That's what it means. Raise them up in the word of God so they will have a foundation while they're young. So when they grow old and they decide that they don't want to listen to you, God forbid, or whatever they decide they want to do with their lives, they always will have a foundation that was built in them. And they would know the Lord Jesus Christ. They know that um, to pray. They would know that Jesus Christ is Lord. They would know um, the good things to do, the things, the right things to do. They would know, um, be familiar with the voice of God. Brothers and sisters, I was raised in the church when I was six years old. And um, to God be the glory of God called me. When I got old to be a, um, a Sunday school teacher, I didn't think I could do it. I was like, you know, I thought I had to go to Bible college. I, th I thought I had to go back and study the word of God and everything. But because I was raised in the church at six and I stayed in there up until I was, um, you know, out of high school and then I went my way. But then I, when I came back and into the church and the Lord called me into Sunday school. So therefore, um, the word of God was still in me. See, God is spirit and his truth, brothers and sisters. God's word is life, life, L-I-F-E, life, brothers and sisters, today, to your soul, to your joint, to your to the marrow, to your bone, is life, is what's keeping us alive, the word of God. So therefore, the word of God was still living and breathing in me. I did not know it. But when God had, at the point in time, what did he do with Moses? He pulled Moses out of the water. And protected Moses from Pharaoh. Even the mother had the a discernment to know that Moses was a proper child, that Moses was a child that was made by God or had a call on his life. And the mother um, was um, fasting and hastened to um, hide Moses. And so, therefore, that's an example I'm giving you today of how the Holy Spirit works in our children. Let me continue. I was at verse six. Let's read it again. That the generations to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children, that they might set their hope in God, not in the things of this world, not in computers, not in technology, not in science, not in um, um, athletes, athletic um, um, sports, or you know any other thing of this world, and not forget the works of God and keep his commandments. It's okay, brothers and sisters, for them to do, mothers and fathers, for them to do, the children, to be interested in sports and, you know, might want to, um, you know, be good on the computer. But for them not to know God and just to have all the different worldly devices that that's, um, uh, is of the world, the, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, and the lust of the eyes, and all the things that's coming through the internet, that's coming through the Instagrams, the Facebook, the podcasts, the uh, iPhones that they have. Mothers and fathers, you are responsible. I'm just going to um, take a break right here. And this is me speaking. Now, as a mother and as a nurturer, I knew way back by the grace of God, because I was in church, by the grace of God, and the Lord taught us and um, not to get involved in the computers and not to you know, bring them into our house even. I understand we have to do it and for work, and they forced it on us. And, of course, technology is growing. But we have to have boundaries in everything we do. And therefore, they did not need the technology, the computers at that time when I was coming up. And a lot of things, mothers and fathers, we should have stood against. And we can stand against it now. It's not too late. 
a lot of things that you have to stand up against. And you have to know that you know that you know that Lord Jesus Christ said it, that he will protect you. If you're speaking truth of his word, he will protect you. But we should have stood up against a lot of these things. And I didn't buy the computer. I could afford it because I was an x-ray technician, but I didn't buy it. I didn't bring it into my house because I knew it would be um, a major distraction. It was evil. And that's exactly what I would call it back then. That's what I call it now. There's wickedness and evil all through there. You know, and of course, um, like they said, advancement. But a lot of times, mothers and fathers, even in technology, they make so many mistakes and it's not done properly and they use it to hack and surveillance and do all kinds of other wicked things. So you can't dismiss it, the wicked and the evil that it has done. And when something does that, you know, we have to be bold enough as mothers and fathers to cut it off. Don't even let it continue. That's what I say. That's what my father uh, was like back then. He would cut it off. We have allowed, even when we found out, when God started warning us about this technology and our children and, and um, watching our children and, you know, parenting our children, it's been, like I said, over two years ago that the Lord has been um, um, dealing with me, warning, telling me to warn the parents, you know, through the YouTube, through the um, Jesus Lord podcast. I've been doing exactly what God has told me to do because it's been in my heart and my spirit. And when I said it was a burden. And it's a burden because of the Lord is unhappy. And he's not um, happy about how we are not. We are so distracted as parents in every other area, whether it be finance, whether it be our job, whether it be, you know, good works, whether it be a community adventure, whether it be helping doing this person and that person to leave your children astray. It's the worst thing that a parent could ever do to leave your children in the hands of Satan who is lurking out there, who knows that they're not covered under the blood. He knows this. They have to come out and they have to accept Jesus Christ as Lord, just like we do. Um, mother and father, only way they're going to do that and know him, their relationship with the Lord is that you spend time, take them to Sunday school or spend time teaching them. And all the time that we have in 24 hours a day, get them out of that room and out of that, uh, sitting down playing that game for four and five hours or more and get them at the table like we used to do when we sit down and eat supper together and give them a Bible study. You know, start teaching. If you don't know, then you need to have them in Sunday school because they need to be taught of the Lord. And that's my interjection and some of the experience that the Lord has shown me. But I'm coming from, like I said, Psalm 78, God's guidance of his people. Verse 8. And might not be as their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation. That's what God called us, our fathers before us. They were a stubborn and rebellious generation. He's saying well, we we should not be like that. That set not their heart aright. Make your heart right with God. And whose spirit was not steadfast with God. Meaning that you might have started off and you, and you lost your first love and you backslid. But you're still on the fence. And you still got one foot in the world and one foot in the church. It's not going to work. It's a daily place. Very daily. And I mean exactly what I'm saying. To be in that situation right now. Concerning your salvation with the Lord, because the devil is lurking. And as you see, if he's able to come up after these children, which we've never really heard of, the things that's taking place, the murders and the killings in the school that children are doing, it's pure evil. And so, therefore, it lets you know the devil is not playing. He comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. He has a little time left, and that's why he's, his assignment is so vicious, brothers and sisters. But I know a God that sit high. And look low, has all power, Elohim, mighty, mighty God. He's mighty. He's mighty in the earth, brothers. And to say it to you, 
say it to him. He's mighty. Say, God, you're mighty in the earth. You're mighty in my family. You're mighty in my life. You're mighty, Father God, in the name of Jesus, in my neighborhood. You're mighty in my community. You're mighty, Father God, in the government. You're mighty around the world. Decree and declare that today, Father God. We decree and declare that today as your people unto you today, Father God. All the praise and, the, and, the, and the admiration goes unto you, Father, because you alone are worthy. God told us not to be a stubborn, stubborn generation, rebellious people, not to follow our fathers. Brothers and sisters, mothers and fathers, help your neighbors. Fight for your children. Fight for your um, each other. We're one race. Get that in your head. We're one race. There's only one color. It's blood, the blood of Jesus. That's how we need to look at each other in this hour. If somebody is hungry, I don't care if it's midnight. God has a, a scripture in the Bible that if that person, your neighbor's knocking on the door for a loaf of bread, then you need to get up and you need to get a person a loaf of bread. Help and fight. Not just help, but God says in second man, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, mind, soul, and strength. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Would you want to be hungry? No. So therefore, you wouldn't want your, you're not supposed to want your neighbor to be hungry. Let me read what my Bible says at the bottom. God's people are exhorted not to follow in the unfaithful footsteps of their spiritual ancestors. Applied to the uh, New Age churches today should be careful not to pattern themselves after those churches, denominational fellowships that have grown cold and have de departed from biblical Christianity. Some errors that have brought spiritual ruin to churches are failure on the part of leaders to discern and then warn the people, what I'm doing right now, that are beginning to... In initiate the unbiblical ways of former God-fearing churches. Failure to make the New Testament revelation of Christ and the apostles the only, the only source of life, truth, and direction for the church. The only, not what you want to add, not what I want to add, not what we want to take away, but God's true apostle, apostle doctrine. Failure not, failure to foster, foster church purity and truth. Doctrine and moral matters. Not speaking up against the um, the filth and the thing that's taking place in the church is a sin. Failure to be greatly concerned as the church slides, far, slides further and further from the New Testament norm. Failure to keep an intimate devotion to Christ and fervent life of intercession central to in the church life. Don't start praying and having uh, shut-ins and everything now because the end of the world is here. And God is coming back in any day now. And we want to, all of a sudden, we want to have all these prayer meetings and stuff when, you know, for decades, we've just been slipping and sliding and allowing any and everything to do to happen and take place in the church, um, which we have. Some of us are guilty of. We're guilty of tolerating the sin in the church leaders, teachers, or laypersons that would have been severely dealt with in the past. And we know it's the truth. Substitution of an emphasis on Outward success. They weren't about prosperity. Outward success. How I can get my business started. How I can get my podcast started. How I can get my YouTube channels, more school subscribers, and affluence who is influential on the YouTube for um, rather than purity, righteousness, spiritual wisdom, which most of us don't have. And I'm speaking the truth because if you don't have godly wisdom this hour, I don't know how how you do, how you think you're going to make it in this life because the wisdom of man is not going to stand against Satan's kingdom and Satan's demons and his assignments that he has um, already um, planned and uh, instituted in this earth in this last hour. We have to realize that in this hour, 
Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, but God is giving uh, Satan a space of time on this earth, and he is he is um he was going forth as a roaring lion, seeking who he may devour. So, brothers and sisters, gird your loins, be sober, and be vigilant in Jesus' name. Amen.